1: l-d-e-j-a-n-e-i-r-o and use the code ACAS 10 for 10% off
0: Since 2013 Bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness If we counted those on air this ad would last over 1,157 days But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible it would take just a few clicks Because every time you make a purchase Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it
1: Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Scoop
0: Scoopy Radio. Oh in your earplugs, on a plane, on a train, in front of video games everywhere you want to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Instagram, Scoop underscore B. Snapchat, Scoop underscore B. Make sure you subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast. On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneInF, Stitcher app, or simply visit com. On the line right now is a guy who uh, knows all, none other than the president of the NBA Alumni, CEO of NBA Alumni as well, this Scott Rochelle. Here. What's going on, Chief? Hey, it's your world right now. Man, man, it's crazy because you and I actually met at a gifting suite during NBA Draft, and uh, we kind of reconnected on Twitter uh, after a, a story that I covered went viral, that's kind of crazy how the circle has worked the last couple of months. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. I um, you know, every year that the same stories kind of cycle around, and you know, right now at two K nineteen getting ready to drop, we at the Retired Players Association, are obviously in full full mode, getting players signed up and making sure everyone is um, either available if, if they're interested in being in the game. Uh, And then, you know, tracking down the guys who may be hard to reach. So um, every year around this time, we have the same conversation. Well, I hope we do it a little different this time because there's a conversation and then it kind of just drops. So I I hope we do our due diligence to get people more acclimated and more educated on the behind the scenes that actually do happen. Oh, for sure. So, uh, first of all... This thing that is just so crazy to me is, you know, I started liking basketball as a kid. Ninety-one. Uh Chicago Bulls won their first championship. My stepdad's from the west side of Chicago. So, you know, he introduced me. He as well as my uncle. They introduced me to the game with a way to kind of get acclimated. Michael Jordan won his first championship. The thing that always confused me and my friends is just the whole licensing thing. You know, I remember playing NBA Live, and Michael wasn't on the game, but 99 player was the guy that was the shooting guard, starting shooting guard for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, my generation got kind of acclimated to likenesses and names. That that was really how it kind of started for me. What is the process um, for, I guess, players and their likenesses to be used on games? Okay, so when a player is in the NBA, when he's currently on a roster, mm-hmm. he has he has an authorization that that is an agreement between the NBA and the NBA Players Association. For use of his likeness and a royalty fee that licensing fee that the player receives. Obviously, an active player is going to receive a, a, subs, a substantive amount for the likeness being used, but it's part of the game. It's part of the contract. It's part of being a part in the NBA. Once a player leaves the NBA, that licensing agreement ends, and so the retired players' association is tasked with making sure that the players who leave the game leave the NBA, are able to still remain within the NBA licensing system by signing a new authorization that gives the the retired Players Association as well as the NBA the ability to use their likeness and then pay them a royalty licensing fee for it. And so it's not an automatic transfer. And so the work that we do is to make sure that the players who are coming out of the game still remain in the NBA family and it it goes it goes beyond just video games it goes it goes into transition programming um you know the licensing is there obviously but we do education career development um uh, community work all those types of things and so when we're tracking players down it's not just solely for the purpose of getting them on a video game we're we're doing a lot with them to keep them in the NBA family and keep them within our grasp for their own transition purposes okay so That sounds great. I'm glad that I got that clarification, Um, if if I may ask. Does the rate vary from, say, a superstar on the Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry level versus uh, 11th or 12th man off the bench? Uh, How does that work monetarily, if I may ask? So with the deal that the NBA and NBRPA have with with the retired players, um, with with that deal – it's basically socialized. So most players are receiving the exact same amount. Okay. Now, now when you when you go into the, the the top ten of all time, the superstars, they typically opt out into their own deal with mm-hmm. the NBA. But like you mentioned earlier, when we were kids, we couldn't get Michael Jordan in a video game. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the Bulls and NBA Jam with was, uh was, uh Pippen and uh and Horace and Horace Grant if if you got lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time period, Mike wasn't signing an authorization. Mm-hmm. In in recent years, Michael Jordan signed signed a new deal that allowed him to go into the video games, and now we can play with him. And so, um, you know, most of the year, your, your top ten players of all time, or their families, have a separate deal with the NBA, obviously because their market they have a different market rate. But but anyone else on the team from the the ninety the ninety one Bulls on. Those guys are getting the same amount each year that their licensing rights are used. Are we talking in the hundred thousand range? are we talking in the millions range i'm I'm curious to know like what what, what is the- the difference in, in pay scale so i i'm I'm not going to go into those details because that that is the business and the the information that pertains to the actual players and I don't want to sure. put their information out there like that. I will say this the the amount that the n b a is kicking over to retired players as a whole is is over is, is seven figures. So when you look at what we're paying out to players and licensing just for the video games, mm-hmm. you're looking at seven figures of payment. However, there are ten licensees that the NBA is is using in this retired players field. So you're talking about photos, jersey sales, all those different uses of likeness. So that's going to give you a ballpark estimate of how much is being paid out. Is it enough for your journeyman player to make a living off of? No. But is it a a good check? Oh, for sure. Because every year when the checks come out and those who usually get a check know that their checks come out within a two-week period, our phone starts ringing because they know they want to make sure the address is right, all those different things. So, you know, some people may say it's not enough money. Some guys are probably very happy with it. It just depends on their life, how they've transitioned, and and where they are financially. Scooping Radio on the line with Scott Rochelle, President and CEO of the NBA Alumni. Um, You're definitely being as transparent as you can be and legally be. If I may ask, what are the current uh, terms of the NBA's contract with the NBA? Or rather, what are the current terms of the current contract with the NBA and the NBA Players Association as it relates to video games and licensing? So, Excuse me. Uh, you know, as as you may know, the the collective bargaining agreement splits revenues, and the, you know those revenues, I, I believe, is fifty one, fifty, you know, close to basically fifty percent each going on total revenue. So, so that, that that's how that shapes out. And and uh, you know, I'm not going to go into the the nitty gritty details of it, but um, you know, the players who are making their money right now on the court, who, who are signed to a contract are receiving a lump sum that's obviously much greater than what we're paying out to retired players. And right now from, from all all accounts, everyone's happy with the money. You know, the T V money is good, the video game money is obviously very good. The the games are selling out. So, you know, there are no complaints there. Um, but you know, I, I'm able to speak intelligently on the retired players' contract with the NBA, mm-hmm. but I can't go and I can't go into super detail with the PA and the NBA. Okay. But so, I I will, I will say that there, you know, there are very few complaints about what's happening right now. Well, that's good to hear. That's yeah. good to hear. That's Scooby. good to hear. Scoopy Radio Online talking with Scott Rochelle. Now, uh, the reason why you and I connected with it on the phone right now specifically is because Charles Barkley appeared on Scoopy Radio, uh, and I asked him about, you know, appearing on uh, the NBA 2K19 game, and uh, either as a commentator with Kenny, Charles, Shaq, Ernie Johnson, or... Uh, as a player himself. Now he did play uh, as a legendary player on the dream team. And that was because Jay-Z stepped in and he was curating the game. And, you know, Jay-Z wanted every die, every I dotted and every T cross. Uh, but since then, and, and Charles Barkley signed his separate deal uh, to get that done. But Charles said, uh, unless they give the retired players X amount of money, they cannot use my likeness. And I think I'm not even going to think about that anymore. They're going to give some money to the retired players or they'll never be able to use my likeness, period. My job is to take care of the older players. Uh, was Charles Barkley off base with what he said? No, you know, from the retired players' perspective, we love hearing that. Uh, I think the the this frustration is that we hear it every year. Um, this isn't new. This is something that comes up, again, every year with the 2K cycle. We hear about different players who opt out or say they want to have things go a certain way. And what we've never done as an association, we've never stepped in and tried to broker that deal. Um, I can't guarantee you that we may not step it up and, and start trying to have a conversation and bring in 2K and Charles together. But, you know, Charles has said this over and over again every year. And, you know, nothing, nothing has seemed to change. Would we like to receive a larger a larger chunk from 2K? Of course, I, you know, as as president and CEO, it's my job to go out and get more money for the players. Um, but you know, 2K has to sit ha- 2K has to sit down and and work it out directly with Barkley because those are the two parties who are really involved. And would we be a beneficiary? Of course. I again, I'm not turning that down. But again, it has to be more than just talk. And um, I think that as as we get as the association itself grows and, and builds upon its abilities to to market and you know monetize for players, we should be in a position to probably broker that deal or at least have a conversation. I I don't want to get ahead of myself and say there's a deal that there's, there's a deal to be had, but a conversation should start. Otherwise, next year you and I will be having the same conversation as well. Where does the conversation break down with Tufay and you guys? You know, it... I, I, when you say breakdown, do, do you mean what a you know where are we as a partnership? Because right now I can't say there's a breakdown. I think we're working pretty well with the retired um, players association as it as it relates to I guess monetary gains for the game. You know where people are getting equal share. Where where do they feel that do they feel like you guys should just be that players should just be lucky to have their name mentioned and they're talking a small amount? Where does the conversation break down where guys don't feel that they're equally they're, they're getting equal Pay for the likeness of their names being used. I I think the breakdown. I I think the breakdown happens when different players see different value from different opportunities. Okay. You take a guy like Barkley. Obviously, his name still resonates. He's a legendary player, and you have players who who also played who may may or may not have had the same career, but have an opinion as to what their value is. Mm -hmm. And I think many many times there there are players who believe that. It's a waste of their time to get involved, or you know from our standpoint, some players simply just aren't aren't interested you know they they just it's just not something they want to do. um you know the Charles Barkers of the world are very rare though. I mean, we, we have the vast majority of those players available in the games. You have to also have to remember that there are times when there are players who aren't aren't gonna automatically going to be in the game. It cycles every year. We we keep, you know, we keep some of the mainstays in the game, but EA Sports decides who who wants to be in the game each year. And if a player drops off, you know, sometimes the public who's buying the game doesn't understand it. They don't understand why. They buy the game. They want to see their favorite player. Their favorite player just may not be on that team that year. So there are a lot of different factors that really come into it. But I think that when a player does say that, you know, they don't want to be a part of it because they're not getting enough, I think that's just their own valuation of, of their time and, and, and what their value is. Gotcha. And then you mentioned EA Sports. 2K Sports distributes NBA 2K, but then EA Sports, uh, which distributes NBA Live. Uh, NBA Live was a staple way before uh, 2K was. Uh, right. They're kind of making a run and rebranding and things of that sort. Is there is there a different I guess, dealing with EA Sports than 2K Sports? Are they more receptive to certain things? Are they more willing to work with you guys? What's the difference in dealing with them than 2K? No, you know what? It, it, it's, it's one and the same. See, you understand that our deal isn't directly with 2K or EA. Our deal is with the NBA. So our group licensing agreement gives the NBA the ability to make that make that deal and then pay, pay the players in our association from that deal. And again... And I say I may have I may have spoken in the air, I may have said EA instead of 2K um in my recent comments, but you know, from from our perspective, they've both been great partners because the money keeps going up. You know, they're not slowing down. Every year, the money that we receive from these partnerships increases and it's been increasing pretty, pretty quickly. So we're not gonna complain about where we are with that partnership now. I think that what we've uh, what we've been doing is working very closely with the actual NBA and not those direct uh licensees of the nba i mean our our deal and our funding primarily comes from the actual nba and our partnership is really based off our ability to be able to provide the retired players not just services but opportunities such as the licensing deal you guys will figure something out we just have to set more light and make sure that every every side is happy yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, if, if it takes us getting involved and in trying to broker, uh, again, a conversation about these types of things for the players, we'll do that. Uh, but know that know this, you know, day in and day out, we're working and signing new guys up and getting more guys involved than ever. I mean, we're going to bring close to 1,000 members this year um, when it comes to former NBA and WNBA players. And we're looking to get closer to 1,500, 2,000 if we can. So the, the work won't stop on our part. The team is dedicated. The collaboration is there. I think that uh, in the very near future, uh, hopefully, this conversation that we have is a very short. One. What uh, other things are you guys working on, and outside of just uh, the ongoing NBA 2K and NBA Live debate, what other new initiatives are you guys working on? Oh, there's there's quite a bit there, especially in the content space. Where we do a, a Legends Mobile Studio, where we're collecting original content at all the events. Uh, again, you and I bumped into each other at the at the draft. But NBA All-Star Weekend, the WNBA All-Star Weekend, we just did a great partnership with Jack Daniels, getting some of the WNBA All-Stars on camera, talking about their lives, their experiences, um, taking that content, branding it, uh, cutting it up into the snippets and sound bites that are really going to resonate, not just amongst fans, but other basketball players, other former players who need to know what the transition looks like, what it feels like, and how to really conquer it. Uh, you know, those are the things we're doing right now that, that are really, really going to be, um, high profile and, and highly marketed. On the programming side, you know, we launched a partnership with the Northwestern Kellogg School of Management. We're doing a, a venture challenge basically for former players to learn entrepreneurship, investing, marketing, all the different skills that a, a Kellogg MBA student would walk away with. But it's retrofitted for former players, obviously, of a certain age, of a certain different life experience, but giving them those skills so they can be dangerous out in these streets when they're really trying to find their next career. You heard it first, Scott Ruggel. Thank you so much for joining School Radio, and enjoy this last bit of summer before things start getting busy with the uh, Hall of Fame and, and the NBA I right, Will do, sir. And you, you keep busy as well. I see you on MSNBC shining.
1: <laughs> Scoop B radio. Overtime. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today...